Steve Lance, your host of the Capitol Report on NTD News. If you have not done so yet, please hit that subscribe button to stay up to date with all of the latest news coming out of the nation's capital and beyond. Texas officials today spoke at a news conference to fill in details about the police response to the devastating mass shooting. Meanwhile, on Capitol Hill, a bipartisan group is working to find middle ground on new gun laws. Senate Leader Chuck Schumer vowed to force a vote on gun control in the near future. Entity's Melina Wisecup has the details. Families tonight continue mourning the lives of the 19 children and two adults who were murdered at a Texas elementary school. As the investigation is unfolding, Texas officials today revealed new details. He walked in unrestructed initially. So from the grandmother's house to the bar ditch to the school, into the school, he was not confronted by anybody. The officer said there was no armed officer available on campus and that the school door was unlocked, but they are still investigating why it was unlocked. The, the majority of the gunfire was in the beginning. In the beginning. I say numerous, more than 25. I mean, it was a, a lot of gunfire in the beginning. And as families are preparing funerals for loved ones, there's a renewed call on Capitol Hill to negotiate new gun laws. And these families, my colleagues, don't want thoughts and prayers. They want their elected leaders to respond to their suffering. There are a number of proposals by both Democrats and Republicans that are meant to prevent violent cases like this one in Texas. But so far, no proposals have been negotiated successfully. Now senators are reviving talks to find a middle ground on gun laws that both parties could support. But the fact that there is a genuine effort for conversation may lead to something positive. I'm keeping an open mind. I'm, I'm reading some Republican bills that uh, had been rejected before and saying, well, is there a germ of possibility here? A bipartisan group met today to sort out how they'll move forward on these negotiations. There are two main proposals that the senators are looking at. One is expanding background checks for gun buyers. This idea already led to a bipartisan deal between Senators Manchin and Toomey after the Sandy Hook shooting, but it failed back in 2013. Now they'll try again. Even though it hasn't happened in too long a time, we feel an obligation to give it a chance. Another proposal is red flag laws. These would prevent people who are deemed to be a danger from having firearms. Variations of red flag laws are already used in 19 states, including Republican states, Florida and Indiana. And Senate Leader Chuck Schumer today vowed to bring to the floor gun safety legislation once the Senate comes back from the recess next month. But he didn't specify which piece of legislation he would bring to the floor, whether that be expanded background checks, red flag laws, or some other form of gun control legislation. And while that bipartisan group has revived those negotiation talks, it's questionable, especially under this new pressing deadline, if they could reach a deal that could garner the 60 votes needed to pass the Senate. Reporting in Washington, D.C., Melina Weiskup, NTD News. Vermel Green is author of the book, Please Teach Me Like a Boy. She's been a lifelong educator and is currently serving as executive director of the Boys Initiative. We have her with us to assess the impacts of these violent shootings on our children. Vermel Green, thank you so much for joining us on the Capitol Report. Thank you, Steve, for having me. Ramel, most of uh, the attention thus far with regard to this horrible incident, the shooting, has been put on the children that were uh, killed, and, and for good reason. Um, but many were also injured by the gunmen or, or witnessed this horrendous event. 
what is the impact going to be on these uh, kids? I tell you, um, trauma has been just following our children, you know, for the past two years. Um, trauma that's been manifested in depression, self-harm, suicide attempts and suicides, um, especially um, with me being the um, executive director of the Boys Initiative, really focusing on our young men, that they probably even more so than their female counterparts have been affected by the trauma, the violence, the depression that all of our children are um, suffering right now. Um, especially, I'm thinking of that young man who did this just monstrous crime that uh, he himself suffering probably by depression, um, severe um, emotional um, problems, especially, you know, I really get into even the spiritual problem. Unfortunately, many of our young men have not grown up and been raised with a moral foundation, a moral foundation that would control their propensity to impulsivity, aggressiveness. And so when you have a young man who has not had uh, a moral foundation um, as part of his upbringing, then they have a horrendous potential to do harm. And we've seen that in recent months and years. Now, you as a teacher of uh, young children, um, you're also a student yourself of the developing mind. Um, what do you think has changed over the years? Our children have been bombarded with adult issues. Um, they have not been allowed to be children. Um, you can think back to when you were six and seven years old. The most thing you had to you know, think about is which cartoon you wanted to watch. You know, you weren't being asked by adults to choose your gender. You weren't being asked by adults to make decisions that only adults should be made. And when you even go on the media, on television, our children are just bombarded with images that really has a deleterious effect upon their brain, their development, emotional development, um, even their, 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 their moral development. Um, and with our children being in such a, a, a delicate state of mind already due to this pandemic, when uh, terrific events like this happens, they're even more scarred. And so now people who hopefully are trained in how to um, help children to work through this trauma, especially those faith leaders need to be there on the scene, helping the children helping their parents, helping the whole community. I think many of us are of the mindset, I know I am, that you know this could never happen to me. Uh, when it comes to active shooter drills in schools for children, uh, how do you, you know, go through these exercises and reinforce the proper uh, protocols and procedures without scaring them at the same time? And how should parents be talking to their kids about you know, this shooting, if at all? Well, with, in regards to schools, the, their chief aim is to make these kind of drills routine. Um, again, growing up, you know, we had fire drills. And in fact, in my day, back in the 
1950s, early 60s, we had um, bomb drills uh, in case there would be a nuclear blast. And, and you know, we hid under the desks and hid in the hallways with our heads um, uh, covered by our hands. A lot good of that would have done. But still, when we work with our children and going through these drills, we have to make it almost commonplace, almost routine, and letting them know and assuring them that we don't think anything like this is going to happen, but we want to be pre prepared. Just like we don't think, children, that we're going to have a fire, but we have fire drills. You know, just because, uh, you know, things don't happen every day, we want to be prepared, and that's going to be key. And with parents just surrounding their children with love, uh, making sure that they feel secure, being there to talk to them. And some of our children, especially our boys, they, not, they may not be able to talk. And so parents have to be able to bond with their sons, bond with their daughters as well, and sometimes just sit and be there to listen when they are ready to talk. For Mel Green, Executive Director of the Boys Initiative, thank you. Thank you again, Steve, for having me. Democrats are calling for stronger gun control in the wake of Tuesday's mass shooting in Texas. Debates have been swirling around how these mass shooting tragedies can and could have been avoided. It's when emotions are raw that it's easy to jump to conclusions with knee-jerk reactions. One thing that is undeniable is that there has been a dramatic uptick in mass shootings over the past 30 years, yet people still had easier access to the same types of guns prior to 1990. Here to assess some of the possibilities as to why we're seeing these upticks, we have founder of Patriot Academy, Rick Green. Rick Green, thank you so much for joining right. us in the Capitol Report again. Good to be back with you, man. Rick, uh, this shooter uh, in Texas, he posted on his social media shortly before the rampage. Uh, there, are, there are many different perspectives about if more could have been done from, you know, Facebook. Um, you know, they're able to censor political news or different perspectives about the virus, yet they haven't picked up on things when he said that he was going to kill his grandmother and then uh, was going to commit other acts that he wound up uh, doing. Um, but then there's the other side of the argument that this could open the door to more censorship uh, from social media. Uh, what's your take? Well, I'm always against censorship uh, in general, but if you have actual threats, that's different. We're not even talking about censorship there uh, at that point. You're talking about an opportunity for something to be brought to the attention of, of law enforcement and for them to investigate. If somebody says uh, you know, that they're abusing children or they're, do, or they're going to do things like that, that's something that you would typically turn over to authority. So yeah, I think you know, when they so quickly will shut, shut you down for questioning an election or questioning a virus, but yet they can't pay attention if somebody's saying that they're gonna kill someone, um, then you know you've got to. What you really got is is a is a lack of of values, a lack of moral clarity on the part of these companies. And honestly, man, I think that's what this all comes back down to. We're going to continue to have carnage like this, and we're going to continue to have carnage in big numbers like this, as long as we're not willing to pay attention to the laws of nature and just basic reality, basic good and evil. We've been living in this kindergarten fantasy that all ideas are the same. Uh, that, that everything's equal, that everything's morally relative, that anybody can have any truth that they want. And, and, and when you create an environment like that, that means anything goes. We've got to get back to acting like adults and calling good good and evil evil. 
Rick, to your point, uh, long guns and, and guns, handguns in general, have been part of our culture and society since the founding, um, definitely in the 1950s, 60s, and 70s as well. Uh, yet we've seen this massive upticks in, in mass shootings starting roughly around the 90s. Why do you think that is? Well, there's a, there's a lot of things we could look at. I personally think that there is definitely a factor here that has to be attributed to psychotropic drugs. Uh, almost every mass murder um, that has happened, the person that committed it was on some sort of psychotropic drug, especially when you're dealing with these young uh, young adults or teenagers that are involved in these kind of things. So I think that's a, a big part of it as well. But I also think it literally comes back to moral relativism, actually saying to the culture over and over and over again, what we teach in our schools, what the culture reinforces is that there is no right and wrong, that there is no good or evil, that, that, that all of these ideas are the same. And that creates an environment where if you have a troubled kid, they start thinking that crazy thoughts that they have are okay as well because the culture is telling them to do anything. Now, what you're going to see happen right now, of course, politically, is everybody's going to look for some other excuse because we don't want to come back to that basic idea of good and evil. So it all comes back to the right philosophy. There's evil in the world and there's good in the world. And adults would recognize that there's evil in the world and therefore we need more good. We need more good guys and gals with guns that are trained to defend whenever the wolf shows up. Rick, I think you make a very interesting point. I mean, when you look at the uh, moral values and, and just life in the 50s and 60s, it's definitely uh, a stark contrast to the way we have uh, developed over the past two decades. Um, you know, and, and even further to your point, we've heard many elected officials, specifically in Texas, lieutenant governor, uh, members of Congress, they're saying that this will happen again unless we resolve the spirituality crisis in the country um, are we faced with a moral crisis from your perspective? 100%. I, I, you know, I, I look at Paducah, Pearl, Jonesboro, Littleton, Santa Fe, uh, now Uvalde, uh, mass murder event after mass murder event, um, and, you, and you look at the things that are happening in the culture, and, and I think you can go back to Thomas Jefferson, who said, can the liberties of a nation be thought secure if we remove their only firm basis, a conviction in the minds of the people that these liberties are the gift of God? And, and what he was saying was, if you remember your freedom comes from God, you live a certain way, you teach certain things, and you, you follow those principles. And so whether a citizen believes in God or not, or has faith or not, they have to recognize that society operates in a very different way when you believe in the laws of nature and nature's God as a culture. And so if you're teaching the culture that there are laws of nature and nature's God, the culture acts a certain way. Of course you're going to have outliers, of course you're going to still have um, you know, evil and, 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 you know, crazy people that do crazy things. That's going to happen. But you're going to get a lot less of it if the culture is teaching right and wrong and encouraging people to do right. Rick Green, thank you. Good to be back with you. I just want to thank everybody for listening to this episode. If you enjoy our content, please leave us a rating and a review as it really goes a long way in helping us spread the truth. Until next time, I'm your host, Steve Lance at NTD, and we'll see you soon. Thank you.